U.S. consumers want more simplified banking options, but they also say that they're willing to provide more private information about themselves in order to enhance the authentication methods their banking institutions offer. So how can banks and credit unions balance the two? I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined today by Alish Lameka, who works in the financial services branch of Cisco to shed light on these just released global survey results about banking preferences and security. Al Cisco recently conducted a global survey that asked consumers about their banking preferences. But before we get into some of the details surrounding the survey, I wanted to quickly ask about two points that actually stood out to me. And these were about more customer convenience and heightened security. U.S. consumers, of course, have said that they want more security, but they also don't want to be inconvenienced. How can banking institutions adequately balance the two? That's a great question, Tracy. I probably the first thing that banks could benefit most by is understanding specifically when we talk about access, the types of access that the consumers want today and are going to increasingly want in the future. What the survey pointed out is that uh, consumers are increasingly looking at the virtual channels that are uh, used more and more for transactional types of interaction with, uh, with their bank, and they're starting to desire a greater level of interaction over those channels. So part of this is a function of understanding what the value to consumers is and then deploying the right level of security to be able to have those kinds of conversations. I know of some banks that talk about providing greater access clients over mobile applications, and initially they were handing out hardware devices that contained pins that would have to be entered in, and they found, for instance, that that was considered to be the greatest inconvenience in the use of those applications. They looked at the various technologies around and found a software-based mobile solution that allowed them to achieve the same kind of authentication security, and by implementing that, the consumer feedback was you know, very positive with respect to the convenience that's provided. So. It's going to be based a little bit on the types of access and the conversations the customers want, the delivery channels the banks are going to have to cater to, and then, of course, security solutions that do not impact the convenience of the conversation. Now, on the flip side, something else that stood out about the results is that consumers said that they are willing to share more personalized information in an effort to help their banking institutions strengthen things like authentication, as you've mentioned. But what types of information, Al, have these consumers said that they're willing to share? Are they willing to share biometrics, for instance? Yes. Actually, that was one of the interesting findings is that we found that a good percentage, more than we had anticipated, 53% of the consumers in the U.S. indicated that they would be willing to provide a fingerprint in exchange for the most valued personalized services. And, and there... Uh, the one that stood out actually not only in the U.S. but globally was uh, offering that level of personal information for greater protection against dangers like identity theft. Now, some of this biometric information, such as fingerprints or voice prints, is this information that banking institutions in the U.S. are really even prepared to use in an effective way to strengthen authentication? 
It's still an evolving area. I think institutions wanting to ensure that as they deliver services over to the different channels, that they are able to leverage solutions that don't require many different channels. I think it's coming each day closer, but it's also dependent on the kinds of services that institutions offer. So I think we're going to see that growing capabilities amongst mobile banking applications that, again, provide a greater level of access to information and probably start to see more authentication on those devices. But, uh, you know, there's many elements to this that, you know, both from a consumer education perspective and a regulatory perspective, banks need to be, you know, aware of, you know, as they look at these solutions. Now, going back to the survey, this was actually a global survey. I've only talked about the U.S. piece of it so far. Can you tell us how, when the survey was conducted and how many consumers were included? The survey took place at the end of the uh, 2012 calendar year. It was a global survey across 10 countries that included U.S., Canada, and the major countries in Western Europe, as well as Japan, which we define as the developed economies. And then it also included emerging economies, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Total of about 1,500 consumers. Uh, We also surveyed uh, banking professionals in each country, about 400 total banking professionals, looking at the higher levels of the decision-making chain. Demographically, it was equally split uh, in each country over three particular segments. We looked at the younger generation of 18 to 29 years old, uh, 30 to 49 years old, and then 50 years older and plus. And then what types of banking or financial services questions were included in the survey? The survey focused on one particular element that we think is going to be a very dynamic area for not only retail banking but many industries to address, which is customer experience, specifically the environment that consumers will be interacting with in the coming years is going to be greatly influenced by, as they walk through the environment, the different ways in which they can interact with more and more of a connected environment. Uh, Consumers today already have a measure of pervasive connectivity uh, that is increasingly a global uh, phenomenon. So our particular areas that we're interested in, we're looking at perceptions around in-person versus virtual customer service over virtual delivery channels, privacy and the elements that are related to the elements of enhanced personal service, as well as uh, perceptions on the increasing reliance on more automated and perhaps technology-based assistance um, as it relates to to customer experience with the bank. So we can think of mobile apps and smartphones in that area. And then how much of the survey actually touched security and privacy risks? It was really an element where we were looking at the perceptions of what the customers at this point are willing to share with their institutions, generally speaking, to receive a higher level of personalized service. Uh, We uncovered some interesting statistics with respect to consumers' perceptions as to how much their banks understand about them today, and also perspectives from the bankers that were very interesting with regards to future delivery of personalized services. In some cases, uh, we could say that consumer willingness to share more personal information is based on perhaps uh, not a full awareness that retail banking institutions have enough information to probably have a better awareness of 
uh, the consumer than the consumer thinks they do today. And then, Al, what about the history of this survey? Has this survey been conducted before, and is it an annual survey? This is the first time we've conducted a specific look at uh, customer experience. Uh, And again, it's largely driven by the fact that we see um, what's described as the Internet of Everything, a world where there's going to be a significantly uh, additional number of devices connected in the coming years that have information delivery capabilities and will be a higher level of interaction between the customer and this world. But in the past uh, two years, we've done similar surveys in retail banking focused on the emerging omni-channel trend. And there's quite a strong connection between what consumers' expectations are that are driving banks to look at omni-channel service delivery, which would be defined as the ability to deliver a consistent set of services over all their delivery channels. And here we're looking a little bit, um, I guess, the the relation to those surveys is what the effect and meaning of customer experience will be in that world of of omni-channel delivery. So when you take a step back and look at the survey results that came in, are there any areas that stood out? I believe the one that stands out the most is the distinction that we chatted about just a, a few minutes ago around what customers' perceptions are of how well their banks know them versus the perceptions that their banks have. Only 46% of the individuals uh, we surveyed felt that banks have enough information about them to be able to deliver higher levels of personalized or tailored customer service. However, 58% of the bankers in the U.S. believe that they do have enough information to deliver personalized service. So it uncovers that there's an opportunity actually for uh, retail banking institutions without you know, essentially asking for um, a tremendous amount of new personal information to start delivering more personalized services. It also would suggest that if they're doing that today, that consumers aren't necessarily perceiving that it's based off of what the banks understand about them. So we think that's quite an interesting opportunity because, again, the potential that is emerging around uh, for institutions to look at omni-channel service delivery and the the world in which consumers will increasingly be more connected and more interactive with an environment to deliver personalized services potentially based on what they already understand about their customer. Now, Al, you've noted the mobile banking channel, but I'm wondering through these survey results, were there certain banking channels that consumers preferred, and did you notice a difference among some of the different global markets? While we didn't investigate in the survey preferences for particular channels, I think the other research and evidence is quite clear that to a certain degree, consumers are self-selecting channels because of what would probably be best described as efficiency and ease of use. And so many institutions, for instance, find that you know, over the course of the last few years, the type of business that they're doing in the branches is shifting from a transactional business, which is now moving more towards some of the virtual channels, to more of an advisory-based business. What some of the leading banks in the world are seeing as they start to view their customers not from a traditional demographic perspective, which we might say is based on age and location, is more demographic that can be associated with what one might call 
uh, a generation of connected customers. And in, in that particular area, what banks are telling us as we meet with them is that this is a customer that really defies traditional demographics because largely segmentation can be looked at more from uh, customer behaviors than age or location. Those customers we're finding who are more gravitating to be connected to virtual channels are starting to tell their institutions that they would like higher degrees of service. As we surveyed in our segment, we found that 48% actually indicated that they would be willing to establish the process and go through a closing alone if the entire process were done over virtual communication. And those would be across multiple channels potentially because closing a mortgage, for instance, is a multi-part conversation. So whether it be telephone, internet, email, video chat, or even IM, the customers are starting to indicate more that the flexibility that they find from into what we might define as more meaningful access. And by that, we would say that the customer is starting to look more than just transactional access over virtual channels, but actually interaction uh, in the same sense that they might get if they walked into a, um, a branch today. The challenge I think for the banks is going to be how do they take the type of relationship building that goes on into a branch, and branches are going through a transformational process now to be able to deliver higher quality service around advisory service, and extend that through virtual channels. And this is where technologies such as video and uh, video integrated specifically into those virtual channels has the potential to uh, help those banks build strong relationships and thereby you know, preserve as well as build brand allegiance and brand loyalty. And so as we move toward more use of virtual channels, what are some of the security and privacy concerns that need to be considered and do you see a difference in the challenges that U.S. institutions face versus those in other global markets? It's a great question, and I think it's one that on a daily basis <laughs> banks talk about because of the changing uh, regulatory issues in each of the different countries you know, that are surveyed. Clearly, there are some requirements that cross all channels that are quite significant. If, for instance, if you're going to have a video chat with a consumer, there are certain types of those chats that must be recorded, part of uh, you know, regulatory compliance efforts. But as I said, it's a continuing challenge because institutions um, strive uh, to create a security architecture that can work across all channels without being, from a customer's perspective, uh, too onerous. It's early days, quite honestly, because omnichannel has emerged in the past couple of years. And while one might say, you know, the banking industry has been in the midst of a multi-channel um, integration strategy for more than 10 years, We've been talking about this since the late 90s, and we still, frankly, haven't achieved it fully. That we are operating, though, in an environment today where the consumer is a much stronger driving force to get to that omnichannel integration. So we can see a number of potential ways in which institutions may address this. And frankly, some may choose to look at white-labeled offerings that they can integrate into their environment where, frankly, 
those companies that are offering white label services are the ones that are defining the levels of security and protection that are involved there. But as I said, it's very much today, you know, top of mind for institutions, but also I think an emerging uh, environment for them. And then Al, before we close, are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share about the survey results or any areas that you think stand out as far as differences that you're seeing in global markets that you think are worth noting? I think there is actually, um, it's been commented on quite a bit, but our survey definitely supports that emerging economies around the world have customers that are more flexible and willing to adopt some of the more advanced services, both from an access perspective um, and yet still desiring a high level of personalization. So I do believe there's going to be an environment where developed economies were going to be able to look at the progress that emerging economies are making uh, across the board, whether it be from information security all the way to the, the types of services that are being delivered and to learn from them. What we are definitely seeing is you know, uh, an environment today where in the future they're very much going to have to operate a bit more like retailers, and by that we're thinking even more like uh, strong online retailers who are already out today offering recommendations based upon customer interaction that often gives the consumer more of a feeling that that retailer knows them without them ever having picked up the phone and spoken with them. Where banks will continue, I believe, to have a strong competitive advantage and value advantage is in the ability to offer advisory services. And what we see in the future of the customer experience is one in which you'll have a combination of what we might describe as both high-tech and high-touch. So we're no longer in a situation where technology makes us more efficient but disintermediates the customer from us. We should be entering an environment in the coming years where technology not only makes us more efficient, but also brings a a higher level of contact um, across all the different channels that consumers interact with. So it's an exciting world for banks, and I think we're we're very excited about helping them uh, get to this world. Al, I'd like to thank you again for your time. Well, my pleasure, Tracy. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Again, we've just heard from Al Sameka of Cisco. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.